everyone. Welcome back to Paranormal. I am your host, Marie Adoranti, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Nicolina Savelli. Yo, yo. What up, girl? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, you simple bitch? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. JK, JK. Uh, hi, how are you? Simple bitch. Why not? <laughs> That's like my favorite. Basic bitch? No, it's simple Simple bitch. bitch. That's my favorite. Okay. Because like the one time... Daniel called me simple bitch and I answered the phone in the car and like my friend was in the car and he's like so I'm like hello oh hey and he just goes what's up you simple bitch and we both just started dying so then my fucking friend every time she calls me or every time I call her now whenever we answer we're like what's up you simple bitch and it's just a funny thing that I do but I was also told recently that (laughs) that that's not a nice thing to call someone (laughs) and I didn't know it's a different connotation then I know I didn't know that well, that's fine. All right. Well, we won't. I meant simple as in like, like basic. I love, yeah. Like I love my yoga pants and my Starbucks. Well, yeah. It's just a fucking a synonym basic for basic. That's what I, yeah, yeah. That's what I was going for. Yeah. 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 We'll do, yeah. Right. Okay. Anyways. Anywho. What's up? How was your week? It was fine. <laughs> great. It was great. It was lots of snow. <laughs> I mean, ice. Lots of ice. So much fucking ice up in this <laughs> Goddamn ice. Canada, yo. That, yeah, it's like somebody took a chisel to my heart and it just fucking... <laughs> that's that's not dependent on the fucking season. Uh, no, you're right. That's absolutely correct. It's all year um, round. Yeah, there was like a thin layer of ice coating everything in the world. Yeah, everything. And so I took a video of it. I sent it to my cousin in Australia because she keeps talking about how she... Oh, I want to come visit. No, you don't. Oh, wait, I want to, yeah, I don't know. That was, <laughs> that that was, was British. a British accent. But nar. Commonly. Nar. 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 <laughs> she wants to come visit. So I was like, so yeah, anytime really? shit like that happens, I take a video and I send it to her and I'm like, oh yeah, fucking beautiful Ca- Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, the most gorgeous place of our with home and native land. Sacks in the background. <laughs> Do with you the- like this thin layer, thick layer of ice coating my entire vehicle? Watch me chip away at it. Yeah. And like the one day she asked me about, she's like, Do you drive on snow? I was like, Yeah, Helen, we fucking drive on snow. Like, so then. I told crawl her on her hands and knees. No, she, I guess, well, to them, they're like, they've, she, she said, She's the only time I've snow, ever seen snow is like when you go to the snowboarding or ski places. Like, yeah. And that's man-made. And It does not. Canterbury? Well, I don't know. Australian it, visitors, visitors or listeners. 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 We have them. We do have them. Yeah. Uh, um, correct me as to where. Yeah. She told me that. Capital. She told me that it doesn't snow there. They, it's like man-made. Right? So. Oh. Right. So she's never experienced it. So she was like. They do have snow places though. I do know that they have air, but it's man-made. I, that, that's what, she, that's my understanding from the conversation with her. I yeah. They didn't wrong. admit that to me when they told me that. <laughs> they were like, yeah, I before I this is where we go snow. <laughs> I, I lived in Australia for seven months. Just oh, to, right. Yeah. Right. Right. So, but I lived in like the hottest part of right. Australia. Well, not the hottest part, but one of the hottest, hotter mm-hmm. parts. And they said that there was a snow place that they went and that they didn't admit, though, that they brought the snow in. I think, I think so. Okay. But I could be wrong. But I was like, like that's what I gathered this country, from this des- desert yeah. land, the where's there snow coming from? So she asks me about it. She asked me about driving on snow. I'm like, yes, we drive on snow. I yeah. explained the concept of a snow plow. 
and I told her about salting the roads and she was like, what the fuck are you like? What Salt. the fuck? Yeah. So then I was like, yeah, like this is what a snowplow looks like. So I like Google a snowplow. And okay. They can her. Google snowplows. I know, but like we're cute. And then she's like, she literally responds, oh, like the movies. And I was like, you're so cute. That's cute. So then I was driving. Yeah. And I, uh, it was really bad. Uh, so obviously I took my phone out to videotape it while I was driving in this horrible way. Naturally. So I taped it. So Murray's going to be arrested after this podcast. Arrested. Yeah. They're going to fucking put me in handcuffs, check me in the back of a cruiser. And that's what happens when you text and drive now. It's not just a ticket, my friend. You get fully arrested. Yeah. No, it's not. You put this slammer. <laughs> Who's my one phone call going to be? Guess. Your mom. Uh, my mom. So, <laughs> so dumb. She fucking come get you. You I'll know that. Vintage jokes. So. All right, let's move this story along. Sorry. Anyway, fuck. Sorry. So, I'm t- taping the fucking roads, and then I see a snowplow, and I get really excited because I was like, "See, look, it's a real snowplow. Real like, one. look at it. It's spitting salt. This is what it looks like." And I send all these videos to her, and she was like, "Oh my god!" Like. I still want to come. I still want to come. Yeah, she wants to experience the You're nuts. hell. Fuck that. We'll switch places. I'll go there. Yeah. It can be really hot there, though. Yeah, she's in Melbourne right now. That's nice. That's actually, yeah. that's nice. That's good temperate weather over there. Yeah, I'm just jealous because I'm sitting here literally peeling sheets of ice off my car. And mm-hmm. then I go to her Instagram and I'm watching her, like, doing cartwheels on a beach. I know. Apparently, um, Australia is the number one Instagram selfie place in the world well i believe it look at how gorgeous it is why wouldn't you yeah and everyone stays fit because they're warm all year round so i thought the most number one instagram selfie place in the world was your house (laughs) 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 fucking burn (laughs) well killed ya yes (laughs) second yo i wish my fucking house i wish it's australia no country (laughs) No one's going to get that. Because re- yeah, they will. They're going to follow you on Instagram. Yeah, fair, fair, fair. <laughs> I posted three selfies yesterday. I don't think you understand. And by the third one, the algorithm was like, fuck you, bitch. Either that or everyone that follows you was like, enough. Fuck you, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> not, totally. I'm no, but like, because this. I did, I, I don't know. I just, I felt like the first one wasn't good enough. And then I right. posted the second one. I was like, Oh shit! No, that one was worse. And then I found another one which was better than did the other two. Did you leave them all up, or did you delete? No, I deleted them. them. I deleted. Right, them. right, 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 right. Okay. And like they didn't have that many likes. They they had under ten likes. Why don't you do? Why don't you do the whole like save draft thing? I did. And then compare all three with the edits and everything. Oh yeah, because I was really gung ho about. You were um, like convinced. You I was like, convinced. I was like, this is a hot this selfie. One, and then my chin tilted just a bit to the left is even hotter. It was more about the clarity. I gotcha. That I we knew it was going to be yeah post. It was about the clarity. And the second one was not clear. And I was like, shit, I fucked up. And then the third one was the clearest. And then by that point, everyone either boycotted or instant or, or plus, the algorithm and was or like, algorithm was like, fuck you. You're going to have to wait till tomorrow, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not giving in yet. I haven't given in. <laughs> so, 
I gotta take a whole new series now. And I gotta take a whole new fucking series. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's get to the fucking. Podcast. You're ready for bed, eh? It's no, late. I'm. I'm. I don't I stay up. No, late. this is good banter. It's you know we're we're in. We're okay. Into it. Well, I'm afraid people. It's are fine. Gonna... No, they know me. Turn They're fine. the fuck out, you guys. I really want to talk about the curse of the devil doll, though. <laughs> Well, first, we have to read our fucking horoscopes, Okay, nasty Bring bitch. Bring it on. <laughs> You're gonna nasty read. bitch. That's not even, that's a compliment. I know, that's why I said it. Okay. Um, You're go. gonna do mine first, right? Okay. okay this so, is this, our weekly horoscope. Our weekly horoscope. All right. Because it's so, the end of the week, so. I'm gonna go slow for you this time. Yeah, let's do it, like, line by line, line and I'll be like, line. yeah, okay. Or, okay, like, thought sense. by thought. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's go. Okay. Yeah, that might be better because I've got less thoughts than there are lines. Okay. <laughs> this one's long, though, so okay. okay. It's like a marble rattling around. In here. here we go. The week ahead. Oh, this is the week ahead. No, it's not. Is it the week? No, it's from this from this date to this date. Okay, so this week. So then, it's like if I read it, if I read it at the beginning of the right, week. Right, right, all right. Okay. Sorry. It's okay. Um, so this week. Yep. So this week brings some exciting options your way. Travel adventures might be in the cards, as well as the possibility of attending a workshop or course of study. Nope. Nothing. No. In either case, you'll enjoy learning because the subject will be dear, something dear to your heart. No. No. Nope. Okay. Um, <laughs> moving along. The new moon... And your adventure zone on Monday encourage you, <laughs> encourages you to reach for fresh opportunities. I'm going to play the other Yeah. Sorry, say that line. The, the new, new moon, moon in your adventure <laughs> zone. Is that like? On Monday. <laughs> yep. <laughs> encourages you to reach for fresh opportunities. On Monday. On Monday. So this past Monday. No, I worked from home. I sat around. No. Okay. Anything that can expand your horizons will also leave you happier and more fulfilled. I guess nothing really changed for me this week. Friends may have a few pleasantly exciting suggestions that may take up that you may take up in a heartbeat. No, I literally it was the ice storm. I didn't hang yeah, out. Yeah, with yeah, no one did shit. Yeah. There's a great deal of potential for positive change in dynamic action, particularly linked to groups or social or your social circle. My social circle has kind of dwindled down to like you. I'm and... I'm your social circle, and that's a positive change. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I guess that. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 Um, I love how I, I incorporate myself into your zodiac. There's still I, tomorrow. Like there's there always is, there's, tomorrow. There's, yeah. What's tomorrow? The ninth or the tenth? Tenth. The ninth. Right? Tomorrow's the ninth. Oh, Tomorrow's I got two days. You got two left. days. You got two days. Okay. okay, one more thing. Chatty Mercury, your guide planet, moves into oh. Pisces and your career zone on Sunday. So this Sunday. And this could see you seeking new and positive alliances that can help you succeed. If you enjoy giving presentations, you could shine in this way. There is like a thing opening up at my work, a change in our in our um department that I have put my name forward. Four? Four. Okay. And, ho- like, to test this project out. All right. So I'm kind of hoping, hopefully there's good news from that, but I doubt I'll get it on Monday, or on Sunday. I'll have to get that on news on Monday. Yeah. I don't know Let me how um, anyone's career zone could change on a Sunday, but... Well, unless you're a priest <laughs> it's, it's, or... 
<laughs> I became a bishop. <laughs> you guys, I've got big news. Big news. <laughs> now. What you guys they... will now refer to me as Sister Maria. <laughs> I shouldn't mock that. No. <laughs> Sacrilege. All right. Moving on to your Leo scope. It was on Taurus, by the way, which I changed immediately. Oh, I put you as a Taurus for some reason? Yeah, which is some sort of backward shit. That is, first of all, oh, I probably just fucked up because on this drop down list, it's right above Gemini. Mm. And I probably meant to hit Gemini. But well, I, I changed Taurus. it for you because I'm a <laughs> bitch. I'm a love. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, Leo horoscope. Yep. And there's a lot to celebrate this week. And with the support of key people, you can do very well. Was there anything to celebrate this week? <laughs> Cosmo says <laughs> My no. dog says no. Uh, again, like I was home most of the week and I was in excruciating pain for some of those. Oh days. my God. It's probably this because people are celebrating with us on social media. That's true. That's the celebration. Rather than going alone, mm. this is a time to work as part of a team or perhaps collaborate on <gasps> a plan or a project. Oh my God. Come on. Shut the front Shut door. The front. Shut the front. Bishop's gate. <laughs> <laughs> no, but truly. Um, Truly, yeah. honestly. No, truly and honestly, because we're recording these back to back. So this is yeah still technically For the, the listeners. first time that we've recorded together. Anyways, whatever. That's crazy. Uh, the sun's presence in your sector of relating of relating encourages you to team up with certain people, Done. resolve relationship issues, and relish the company of friends and family. Okay, so yeah. Um, yeah. I have just kind of also resolved um a lot of well not completely but like completed a chapter with an ex and feel like a lot of the things that were making me feel bad are now kind of resolved resolved I knew that yeah so when I read it I was like oh interesting yeah okay the new moon in this same zone could be a call to take a relationship to a new level Oh, you might want to firm up a partnership or perhaps take take new love interest on a date. Whoa. So, right. Whoa. Right? Okay, because I have, so I've got three potential dates. Suitors? I haven't decided, though. What a fucking problem for you. No, no, no. But, like, <laughs> I don't really want any of them. But I could want one of them if, what they, if they would listen step up. To this? They won't. Okay. Is that the one you sent me a message about today? No. Okay. No, the one doesn't have any social media other than Facebook. Okay. So yeah. No, not that. The one that you sent me about. You sent me like a screenshot. Yeah. No, that's not. not him well, either. he's part of the three. Yeah. 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 I got it. Yeah. Yeah. He's part of the three. I figured he was. Yeah. Um. Yeah, one of them actually might listen to this podcast. Oops. But that's okay. But, like, I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Whatever. Now he knows where he stands. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking. No, I haven't really disclosed anything. idiot. No, I'm no. just kidding. Men are um, but, yeah, no. People need to step up to the plate. But, yeah, there's potential. Okay. The sun's ties 
Sun's tie to jovial Jupiter on Thursday is excellent for all kinds of social events and outings, which can be a lot of fun. Did you do anything on Thursday? Well, it was the first day back from snow Snowmageddon, yeah. Icemageddon. So, no. no, I didn't do anything. I No. Okay. If you love movies or the theater, this is an opportunity to go and enjoy yourself. I've wanted to go to the movies the last couple of days, actually. I wanted to, too, but there's nothing good out right now. Yeah, I know. The Cosmos, your dog, my dog, is encouraging. He was named after Cosmos and Cosmo Kramer. I was going to say Cosmo Kramer, please tell me, because, like, obviously I love science. It was. Yeah. The Cosmos is encouraging you to let your hair down. Well, there's still two days left to let your hair down. Whoop, whoop. I've got a party on Sunday, so. What? Whose party? Where are you going? It's a staff party for uh, the bar I work at sometimes. Ah, uh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right, sick. Well, let's get right into this. Since I read last time, I guess you can go. Okay. Doing it. Fucking get it. So, I am going to read The Curse of the Devil Doll Housed in the Warren's Occult. Alcott, Alcott, occult, occult museum. It. Sorry, it's okay. Um, can I just read that again and take that out? No, no, who cares? It's fine. <laughs> Unless you want me to, I'm really low. If you really want me to, no, I don't care. Because okay. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, uh, okay. So <laughs> I friggin' love the Warrens and all their stories. Mm-hmm. So I like specifically, but this one is I, like one of the more like kind of creepy ones just because you're you like think that this thing is nice and shit and then it's just like not 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 at all it's just like not it's not um i was gonna actually that's funny because i was thinking like we should do a whole episode we should based on the warrens and we can we still definitely we definitely can can. i mean they have so many stories so it's just like this is just one of their saga but in them or no honestly when i've watched like the movies and read the stories and stuff i'm like who would make this shit up but at the same time i'm like they also had they based their entire careers they made a lot of money i made a lot of money on it yeah and i'm like how can these people just act this well and and con that many people like about people who like fake cancer scams no it's true i mean it's it's perfectly viable that they did like, I, I'm just surprised that they would take right. it to that level right, right, right. of con artistry. But I guess, like, if your entire career depends on it, you got to just keep doing it. That's right. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, could be could be all bullshit. But right. I don't deny that this person who was experiencing something prior to bringing them in. That's right. That's, that's where I'm true. like, well, this person was experiencing something. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, okay, that's, that's a fair way of looking at it. Yeah. So here we go. I mean, everyone who doesn't know the story needs to know the story, right? Um, or a refresher. So, um, in the 1970s, a mother purchased an antique Raggedy Ann doll from a hobby store. The doll had been a present for her daughter Donna. Donna was preparing to graduate from college with a nursing degree. She lived in a tiny apartment with her roommate Angie. Um. A nurse as pleased with the cute Raggedy Ann doll as Donna um, and placed it on her bed as a decoration and didn't give it a second thought. Within days, both Donna and Angie noticed that there appeared to be something very strange and creepy about the doll. The doll mysteriously seemed to move about the house. Oh, no. Relatively small movements at first, such as a change in position, which 
you see, like, I've seen that before, but, like, you don't think. It's, like, the wind. Right. Um, right. As time passed, the movements became more noticeable. Donnie and Angie would come home to find the doll in a completely different room. Sometimes the doll would be found with legs crossed, arms folded. Other times it would be found upright, standing on its feet. No. No, I'm out. That's it. Yeah. Once it stood on its feet, I'd goodbye. Like, goodbye. Once it started moving ar- around the room, actually, okay, if it started moving rooms, I would be like, I would assume someone is fucking it. with me. Yeah, like, she's just fucking with me for sure. But when you see it standing on its feet, you burn it. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. done. Yeah, You're yeah. done. So several times, Donna left the doll on the couch before leaving for work and returned to find the doll back in her room on the bed with the door closed. Okay, why do you still have this doll? I don't know, man. Sorry. The cute fucking doll, I guess? It was cut. It's a raggedy... Okay. Yeah, it's nothing special. I was raggedy Ann once for a, a Christmas concert. Anyway. Um, Christmas? Yeah, I don't understand. <laughs> the toys came to life. Oh, okay. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, Anyway. <laughs> Annabelle the doll not only moved, but could write as well. No, this is when I'm like, bullshit. Yeah. But go on. About a month into their experiences, Donna and Angie began to find messages on parchment paper that read, help us and help Lou. The handwriting as if written by a small child. The creepy part about the messages was not the wording, but the way they were written. At the time, Donna had never kept parchment paper on which the notes were written in the house. So where did it come from? Angie. Angie had parchment paper hidden somewhere. She must have. Right? That's what is I Is this assumed. what we're... Yeah, is this what we're... <laughs> yeah. I'm like, assuming. I'm just saying, like, okay, yeah, I get Angie's this. Angie's key little notes. Right. Like, like, I totally get that this podcast... Like, or like the Lou, premise of this Lou podcast is. is... Yeah. Yeah. So here's my things. I'm like, either her roommate's fucking with her. Like, really, totally. really fucking with her. Totally. Or, but what if they're they're like, oh, we're both leaving the house at the same time and nothing is amiss. Right. Right? Like we're going we're both nursing students. Yeah, we're I think both that's the whole class. thing. They're both nursing students we come doing in. their shit. So then I'm like, there's a, a mole man living in their attic. Yeah. Like that's what Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like someone's thinking. coming by someone with a key or something. To it the house. still doesn't explain the doll standing on its Well, legs. first of all, dolls it's a raggedy and doll. Yeah. So, so it like would, it doesn't stand on its own. It doesn't stand on its own. Right. Okay. okay, so one night Donna came home to find the doll had moved again. This time it was on her bed. Donna had come to find that this was typical of the doll, but somehow she knew this time it was different. Something wasn't right. A sense of fear came over her when she inspected the doll and saw what looked like blood drops on the back of its hands and chest. Oh boy. Seemingly from nowhere, a liquidy red su- substance had appeared on the doll. So like if someone had a key... And someone was, like, going in and, like, bought some Fucking fake with blood yeah. or something. So, anyway, scared and desperate, Don and Angie decided it was time to seek expert advice. Not knowing where to turn, they contacted a medium and a seance was held. Donna was then introduced to the spirit of Annabelle Hig- Higgins. The medium related the story of Annabelle to both Donna and Angie. Annabelle was a young girl that resided on the property before the apartments were built. They were happy times. The apartments that they lived that in. That they currently lived currently in. Currently lived in. Yeah. So, so the, okay, sorry. They're going to explain it. So I don't yeah. have to ask. Go on. She was a young girl of only seven years old when her lifeless body was found in the field upon which the apartment complex now stands. Okay. The spirit relate, related to the medium that she felt comfort with Don and Angie and wanted to stay with them and be loved. Feeling compassion for Annabelle um, and her story. I don't believe. Yeah. Go on. Donna gave her, I'm getting friggin' chills up my legs right now. <laughs> 
Donna gave her permission yeah, chicken to skin. Goosebumps. Yeah. God. Inhibit the doll and stay with them. They were to soon find out, however, that Annabelle was not what she appeared to be. There's no ordinary case and definitely no ordinary doll. So Lou's account. Lou was friends with Donna and Angie. Oh. That's who I'm thinking is the person putting blood on the doll. <laughs> but standing it upright is a whole another That's a different ball game. Ball game. And had been with them since the day the doll arrived. Horse of another color. Mm-hmm. Lou had never been fond of the doll. So the doll's like, fuck you. Lou. Yeah, fuck you, Lou. Go get the fuck out yeah. of here. Yeah. And on several occasions warned Donna that it was evil and to get rid of it. Oh. Donna had a compassionate tie to the doll and not giving much credence to Lou's feelings, kept it. Donna's decision, it turns out, was a terrible mistake. Well, no shit, Donna. The thing is walking around. Donna. Fucking, it has no bones or muscles. How is it walking? We're still on that. Eh? <laughs> it's just, like, yeah. that's a... But at that point. Imagine walking into... I'm sorry. Like, let's... I know. I know I keep bringing it back here. <laughs> I don't want to visualize that at all. <laughs> like, I don't want to visualize it. Stop. We're moving, we're moving on. Lou awoke one night from a deep sleep in a panic. Once again, he had a reoccurring bad dream. Only this time, somehow, something seemed different. It was as though he was Again? awake. Something seemed different. Awake but couldn't move. Sleep, Ooh, paralysis. sleep paralysis. He looked around the room but couldn't discern anything out of the ordinary, and then it happened. Looking down toward his feet, he saw the doll yeah. Annabelle. It began to slowly glide up his leg. No, move over his chest, chest, and then stopped. Within seconds, the doll was strangling. I him. knew it. Paralyzed and gasping for breath, Lou, at the point of asphyxiation, blacked out. Lou awoke. Where was he? Did he live in the apartment complex? I as guess. Well? well, he must have been in the in the place. Like maybe he was Lou's Slept over. Lou or was her boyfriend. Is it a friend? Okay, whatever. It doesn't matter. It did say a friend. Maybe he was. Forget about their it. third. The thruple partner. The thruple. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna get haunted for laughing at this shit. Like this is what's gonna happen to me tonight. Oh shit. Go on. <laughs> and gasping for breath, Lou at the point of his blacked out. Lou awoke the next morning. Certain it wasn't a dream, Lou was determined to rid himself of that doll and the spirit that possessed it. Lou, however, would have one more terrifying experience with Annabelle. Oh, no. Preparing for a road trip, the next day, Lou and Angie were reading over maps alone in her apartment. So, yeah, like, they're probably dating. Okay, yeah, it sounds like yeah. they're dating. The apartment seemed eerily quiet. Suddenly, wrestling sounds come oh, from Donna's God. room aroused fear that someone had possibly broken into the apartment. Right, which was our theory all along. Right. Lou determined to figure out who or what was quiet. It was quietly made his way to the bedroom door. He waited for the noises to stop before entering and turning on the light. The room was empty except for Annabelle, who was tossed on the floor in the corner. Lou scoured the room for forced entry, but nothing was out of place. But as he got close to the doll, he got the distinct impression that somebody was behind him. No, I'm so scared right now. I'm sorry. I'm so scared. Spinning around, he was quick to realize that nobody else was there. Then, in flash, he found himself grabbing for his chest, doubled yeah. over, cut and bleeding. His shirt was stained with blood, and upon opening his shirt, there was a chest on his chest, was what looked like to be seven distinct claw marks. Oh my god, it's a demon. Three vertically and four horizontally, all were hot like burns. Like a cross in the shape of a cross? Three vertically and four horizontally. Yeah. These scratches healed almost immediately, half gone the next day, fully gone by day two. 
Jesus. So here comes the paranormal Do they have any photos of these? I don't know. It was the 70s. Like, like oh, okay. They're, they had photos in the 70s. I know, but like, <laughs> they probably lost them. No, I, I bet you they're documented somewhere. I'm going to Google them. Just I'm thinking to put on the social media pages. Yeah, for sure. Okay, go on. So Donna finally was willing to believe the spirit in the house was not that of a young girl, but inhuman and demonic in nature. Oh, doy. Doy. After Lou's experiences, Donna felt it was time to seek real expert advice and contacted an episcopal, episcopal, episcopal priest yeah. named Father Hegan. Father Hegan felt it was a spiritual matter and felt he needed to, Hagen, I think it is because I remember this, um, was a spiritual matter and he felt he needed to contact a higher authority in the church. So he contacted Father Cook, who immediately contacted the Warrens. Ed and Lorraine Warren immediately took interest in the case and contacted Donna concerning the doll. The Warrens, after speaking with Donna, Angie, and Lou, came to the immediate conclusion that the doll itself was not in fact possessed, but manipulated by an inhuman presence. Right. Spirits do not possess inanimate objects like houses or toys. They possess people. Right. So an inhuman spirit can attach itself to a place or an object. an object. Like the Dybbuk box from the last episode. Right. But eventually they want to possess a human. human. So this spirit manipulated the doll and created the illusion of being alive in order to get recognition. Truly, the spirit was not looking to stay attached to the doll. It was looking to possess a human host. Right. The spirit, or in this case, an inhuman demonic spirit, was essentially in the infestation stage of the phenomenon. It first began moving the doll around the apartment by means of teleportation to arouse the occupants' curiosity in hopes that they would give it recognition. Right. Then, predictably, the mistake of bringing in a medium into the apartment to communicate with it. Uh, Uh Uh-huh. Oh! (laughs) No. The inhuman spirit, now able to communicate through the medium, preyed on the girl's emotional vulnerabilities Uh. by pretending to be a rather harmless, lost young girl with which during the seance was allowed permission from Donna to haunt the apartment. (laughs) Insofar as demonic is a negative spirit, it then So let's just learn a lesson right now. Don't fucking invite mediums in your house. Not not that. If a spirit is ever like, I want to stay, the correct response is, no, you're not allowed. Well, what if it was like your mom or something? Like what, what if it if said it's it was your mom pretending to be your mom? And do you want your mom? Okay, if this is all, if this is all, because I'm, I always like, don't get me wrong. Like I'm a healthy skeptic, despite the fact that I have had experiences. Like I still get skeptical about shit like this. Sure. So your mom passes away, and her spirit's in the house still. I know when it's if that if that actually happened. I would probably feel differently about it. Yeah. But looking at it right now, disconnected and not having an emotional tie really because my mom is still here, thankfully. Yeah. I would think that my mom's spirit shouldn't be tied here. It is supposed to pass on. For sure. She is supposed to be in a better place than this fucking hellhole. Yeah. So no, I don't want you to stick around. I want you to go. Yeah. I want you to know that better you, can place. Continue, you can move on. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. don't stick around. You can watch over me from that place. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. you don't but you need, don't need to, to communicate with me regularly through. through and you don't yeah. need to be here. Yeah. You need to move on. So take it as a lesson. If a spirit ever communicates and asks if they're allowed to stay yeah that's probably a bad intention you yeah it's probably a bad intention you are supposed to move on yeah no it's true right for sure okay um okay so 
Um, so it aroused fear through the weird movements of the doll. It brought about the materialization of disturbing handwritten notes, the symbolic drops of blood on the doll, and ultimately it even attacked Lou, leaving behind the symbolic mark of the beast. The next stage of the infestation phenomenon would have been complete possession. human possession. Yeah. Had these experiences lasted another two or three more weeks, the spirit would have completely possessed, if not harmed or killed, one or all of the occupants in the house. Jesus. Um, at the conclusion of the investigation, the Warrens felt it appropriate to have a re recitation of an exorcism, blessing by Father Cook, to cleanse the apartment. Right. Um, the Episcopal Blessing of the Home is a wordy seven-page document that is distinctly positive in nature. Rather than specifically expelling evil entities from the dwelling, the emphasis is instead directed towards filling the home with the power of the positive of, of God. Um, so at Donna's request and a further and as a further precaution against the phenomena ever occurring in the home again, the Warrens took the big rag doll along with them when they left. Right. So um, the conclusion was Father Cook, although uncomfortable with his role as an exorcist, agreed to perform the seven-page rite of exorcism, a doctrine he recited throughout the apartment, at which point the Warrens were confident the entity would no longer reside there. They agreed to take the rag doll back home with them. However, upon leaving, Ed placed the doll in the back seat and agreed he would not take the interstate in the event the inhuman spirit still resided with the doll. Oh, just in case it, like, wanted to take over the car and right. fucking crash them. Right. So his suspicions were all too correct in no time. The Warrens felt themselves as the object of a vicious hatred. Then at each dangerous curve, the car swerved and stalled with every corner, causing the power steering and brakes to fail. Repeatedly, the car verged on collision, Ed reached into the back seat, into his back black bag, and took out a vial of holy water and doused the doll, making the sign of the cross over it. The disturbances stopped immediately, and the Warrens arrived safely home. Jesus. After the Warrens arrived home, Ed sat the doll on a chair next to his desk. The doll apparently levitated a number of times in the beginning. Then it seemed to fall inherit. 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 Love it. Yeah. During the, sorry, I don't see that word very often. No, no, you don't. You're right. During the ensuing weeks, however, it began showing up in various rooms of the house when the Warrens were away. So basically doing the same shit that it was doing yeah, before. Recording to different rooms. Yeah. Had locked up in the outer office building. They would often return to find it sitting up comfortably upstairs in Ed's easy chair when they opened the main front door. Jeez. Just making itself right at home. Oh, God. The doll also showed a hatred for clergymen who came to the house. Of course. I don't know how it would show that. But in one instance, well, Father Jason Bradford, a Catholic exorcist, came to the house. Upon seeing the doll seated in the chair, he picked it up and said, you're just a rag doll, Annabelle. You can't hurt anyone. And tossed the doll back in the chair, at which point Ed exclaimed, that's one thing you better not say. Upon leaving an hour later, Lorraine pleaded to the priest to please be careful driving and to call her when he arrived home. Yeah. Lorraine discerned tragic tragedy for this young priest but he had to go his way a few hours later father jason called lorraine and explained that his brakes had failed as he entered a busy intersection he was involved in a near fatal accident destroying his vehicle I knew it this was just one of the many events that occurred over the next few years great the warrens had a special case built for annabelle inside their museum where she resides to this day since the case was built annabelle no longer appeared to move Oh, so she's inside a freaking case now. Yeah, Got she's it. Sorry, I thought they meant like case. a case, like a case file. Oh, oh, I get it. <laughs> no, so no. In, she's in a fucking case. Yeah. No longer appeared to move, but she is thought to be responsible for the death of a young man who came to the museum on motorcycle with his girlfriend. 
The young man, after hearing Ed's account of the doll, defiantly went up and began to bang on the case, insisting that if the doll can put scratches on people, then he wanted to also be scratched. Oh. Ed said to the young man, son, you need to leave and put him out of the building. On the way home, the young man and his girlfriend were laughing and making fun of the doll when he lost control of his motorcycle and went head on into a tree. The young man was killed instantly, but his girlfriend survived and was hospitalized for over a year. Jesus. So I guess they would be able to account that story. Yep. When asked what happened, the young woman explained that they were laughing about the doll when they lost control of the motorcycle. Ed warns you do not challenge evil, that no man is more powerful than Satan. Motherfuck. I'm not sleeping tonight. Yeah, that one's a fucking... That's a trip. It's a trip. Um, I I'm gonna would, puke, I feel like I'm gonna puke. I would never, like, as much, okay, as much as I would love to visit their museum, Oh, I would never be able to do it. No. I would never. That museum is just full of the items that have spirits attached to The minute I made eye contact with that doll, I feel like I was... Like, and it's just a picture. No, it's the doll is in a case no no i'm oh you mean if the minute the minute that you i looked at the doll like eye contact with the not that it yeah. would be like looking over at me but i like, understand yeah, you know yeah, i yeah. feel like it's a, it's already like oh yeah it's over for me the yeah. fact that i read that i feel like it's like that's exactly how i feel right now the fact that i yeah even like listening to this story so creeps oh my god that was intense too much that was intense um all right I'm going to read the story of Resurrection Mary, which is a ghost uh, from uh, the Chicago area. And it's like a vanishing hitchhiker type of story. I like Mm -hmm. those. It's a goodie. Okay. Okay. So the urban legend is based outside of the Resurrection Cemetery in Justice, Illinois, which is just a few miles southwest of Chicago. And it is, or Resurrection Mary is considered to be Chicago's most famous ghost. Since the 1930s, uh, several men driving, I think they said like more than 30 accounts uh, of people driving northeast along Archer Avenue between the Willow Brook uh, Ballroom and the Resurrection Cemetery have reported picking up a young female hitchhiker. The woman is usually dressed formally in like a white dress. And you know the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she has light blonde hair. She's got blue eyes. She's like, get out of here with your hair. So me, like, 10 years ago. Yeah. There are other other reports. She would want. It's me, guys. It's actually me. I travel to Chicago (laughs) once a year. Just get a bunch of Johns and just fucking go I just fucking, yeah, I just fucking put on, like, a white nightgown, you know, hitchhike Now I'm actually being arrested after this. (laughs) Fuck under arrest for <laughs> hitchhiking um, okay sorry. uh so whatever some some people say she wears a thin shawl dancing shoes whatever dancing shoes I would are never do that. she wouldn't you never wear dancing <laughs> shoes i wear my tap shoes out frequently my belly loafers tap dance to singing in the rain oh yeah yeah, I put on a show for all of the people downtown at Jackson Square. <laughs> <laughs> that was you. Oh, Twas my God. That. <laughs> um, she carries a small clutch purse and she's really quiet. And when whoever's driving her, whenever they get near the cemetery, she asks to be let out and then disappears into the cemetery. Um, and accor- according to 
um, this guy named Richard Crow, who works at the Chicago Tribune and is a full-time ghost hunter. Uh, or no, sorry, he doesn't work at the Chicago Tribune. The Chicago Tribune reported that this guy, who is a full-time ghost hunter, has collected uh, three dozen substanti- substantiated reports of her from the 1930s until now. Okay. Okay. So three dozen. And the and that's Chicago Tribune doesn't 30. report bullshit. That's right. This isn't the fucking... It's not fake news, guys. This isn't the fucking Toronto Sun. No. Okay? No. I'm just kidding. I don't know. National I don't Enquirer. even know if this is like I am. Like, whatever. No, Chicago <laughs> Tribune is legit. Yeah. Okay, so the story goes that she had spent the evening dancing with her boyfriend at this place called O. Henry Ballroom. Um, Sounds lit. Yeah, and it was a dance ballroom and a banquet facility located in Illinois, like on the same road on Archer Avenue. Okay. Okay. So she left the, um, oh, and at some point they got into a fight and so she leaves. Right. Uh, she leaves the ballroom, she starts walking up Archer Avenue. She didn't get very far and she was struck and killed by a hit and run driver uh, who left her to die. Her parents found her and were grief-stricken at the sight of her body. They buried her in that cemetery wearing a beautiful white dancing dress and matching dancing shoes. The hit-and-run driver was never found. Okay, so now we're going to get into the sightings. So first, there's Jerry Paulus, who uh, is from Chicago. And in 1939, he said he met a person that he believes was Resurrection Mary at the Liberty Grove and Hall at 47th and Mozart. This was n- not the O. Henry ballroom. Okay. Okay. They danced, they kissed, and she asked him to drive her home along Archer Avenue. She exited the car and disappeared right in front of the cemetery. In 1973, she was said to have shown up at Harlow's nightclub um, in Chicago's southwest side. The same year, a cab driver came into uh, Chet's Melody Lounge, which is like right across the street from the cemetery, to ask about a young lady who had left without paying her fare. There were sightings. They don't. There were sightings in 76, 78, 1980, and 89, which involved cars hitting or nearly hitting her outside of the cemetery, but she always disappeared by the time the person got out of the car. Okay. She also reportedly burned her handprints into the wrought iron fence around the cemetery in August of 1976, although officials at the cemetery have stated that a truck had damaged the fence and that there's no evidence of a ghost. Okay. In uh, seems a little aggressive. Doesn't sound like characteristic of her. Yeah. In 19, yeah, because like, well, we've been friends with her for a while. Yeah, yeah. Like we know her pretty well. <laughs> if there's one thing I know, if about there's Mary, one thing I know about Mary, she wouldn't. Fucking ruin a wrought iron fence, okay? She loved wrought she iron. Rubbed, she would she ne- rubbed she it. She rubs it. <laughs> she loved it. She wrought ironed she wrought iron all day. <laughs> she loved it. She, she, she loved was like, ah, iron. I can't wait wait to rot this. Yeah. Like she loved it. She loved it. She would never burn her no, hand. She wouldn't prints. do that. That's weird. Jeez, you know. Anyways, in <laughs> 1979. There was a, an article in the Suburban Trib, and uh, there was- now that a, might be fake news. That might be the National Enquirer of, of Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. Let's see. what uh, The Suburban Trib 
it was a three day a week newspaper with its own staff and policies inserted into the suburban issues of the Chicago Tribune. So this was probably a a three day a week. Yeah. Like a three day a week newspaper. Yeah. All right. So it still needs to be approved probably by the Chicago Tribune. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not. Okay. Okay. So there's a detailed story of a cab driver named Ralph who picked up the, a young woman. She was blonde. She was young enough. uh, She was like 21. He said, Uh, near a small shopping center on Archer Avenue. And then here's a quote. A couple miles up Archer there, she jumped with a start like a horse and said, here, here, I hit the brakes. I looked around and didn't see no kind of house. Where, I said. And then she sticks out her arm and points across the road to my left and says, there. And that's when it happened. I looked to my left, like this, at this little shack. And when I turned, she was gone, vanished, and the door was never opened. May the good Lord strike me dead. It never opened. Whoa. Yeah. That guy seems like he he was, wasn't making shit up. Yeah. The reporter described this guy, Ralph. He said he wasn't an idiot. He yeah. wasn't a maniac. Yeah. Um, he was like a typical 52-year-old working guy. He was a veteran, a father, a little league baseball coach, a churchgoer. Right. They, they were um, vetting him. Yeah. Like he sounds like a legit... Um, source yeah and then the the his name was uh what's the guy the no 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 not ralph the uh bill geist is the guy that wrote the article right so bill geist then said the simple explanation ralph is that you picked up the chicago air area's preeminent ghost resurrection mary that's what happened um so some people have tried to link resurrection mary to one of the many thousands of burials in the cemetery a particular focus of these efforts has been mary bregavi uh, she died in 34, um, but her death came in an automobile accident in the downtown Chicago Loop. Chicago author Ursula Bielski in 99 documented a possible connection to Anna Maria Norcus, who died in 20, in a 27, 1927 auto accident while on her way home from the O. Henry Ballroom. Mm. Uh, so that seems like it's probably. One, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's it. And you, oh, sometimes she'll say to the, the cab driver, um, oh, no, that's not it. Never mind. There was a, sorry, the, um, there was a song written by uh, a guy named Ian Hunter. Uh-huh. And in his song, so it's about a cab driver who picks up this beautiful young woman who has, has an incandescent glow. Uh-huh. Oh, and okay. she says to him, I'm trying to get to heaven. Can you tell me where that is? This is what I mean. I'm trying to get to heaven. Tell oh them to God, move on. Tell them to move on. Yeah. Poor girl. Yeah, there it is. But like, why is she stuck, yo? You know what? I, I, I sometimes I think that they don't they don't know that they're dead and they're like stuck in this like but endless she knows she's loop. She's trying to get to heaven. Like, is she just forgetting? Yeah, but that's part of the song. I don't think she ever actually. Oh, said she didn't that. actually say that. Oh, right. She doesn't know she's dead. Mm-hmm. Because she's so young, she probably doesn't want to admit it. And she just keeps going to these bars. Yeah, she thinks she's just chilling, hanging out, having a good good old time. And then she just vanishes when we get to the cemetery. I can see doing that. That's me now. That's me now. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I might as no. No, but like, really, if you you weren't prepared to die. No. You really wouldn't want to move on yet. No, that see that's oh I should have brought that up to my friend. I was talking to them about, um, like if you would want to know if you were about to die, like if you were really sick, like would you want to yeah. know? 
And he said that he wouldn't want to know. No. And I was like, I kind of would. And I think I was like, I think I would because I like I'm the kind of person who would be like, I got to make the most out of this. Sure. And he was more like, no, I don't want that. I just don't want like I I don't want to change anything. Like, let me like, I'll just go right. Like, I'll just go when I go. But that's something I should have been like, well, then what if you could just get trapped here? Because you didn't realize that you died. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. No, I think I'd want to know. I wouldn't want to be trapped and like searching for like ever. And like about like, you know, there's an episode that I recorded that I actually have never put out, but I did an episode with our friend Marissa Mm -hmm. and one of our close friends passed away uh, in uh, like, it was really, really unexpected. He was murdered. And, um, uh, Do I know this person? Uh, we can talk about it later. Okay. You don't know them personally. Okay, no. okay, okay, okay. No, you didn't know them personally. Um, but he was murdered and, um, he, uh, it like, he didn't, he didn't see it coming. Okay. It was a gun. Okay. It was, a, it was a gun. Right, right. So like his back was turned and, right. and he didn't even know what had happened. So Marissa went to go see a psychic and, um, I think she was like at a psychic convention. Like she wasn't seeking one out. Okay. Okay. And, uh, he came through and like, without a doubt, it was him. Like we were like, oh my God, like there's no way no it could way be anybody be else because yeah. the psychic said something like he was like, he like, didn't want to say what, what was being said. And he was like, it's a dirty joke. And right away we were like, oh my God, it's him. Because he used to always tell us okay. like dirty jokes. Okay. So we're like, oh my God, it's him. Like for sure it's him, whatever. And he was like, he knows, he knows he's gone now, but he still is really confused as oh. to how this happened. And like, he doesn't understand why he's there. Like, so I don't think it's like, I think, yeah, like I think it can happen. Or like, sure. you're like, what the fuck? Like. And what you have to, fuck? like, almost like, figure, like, and who knows how long it can take to really, like, come to terms. It might have to take somebody here being, like, you're dead. Go on. <laughs> move yeah, on. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Fucked up. That's really sad. Kind of yeah. breaks my heart a little bit. I know. I'll but... tell you the whole story after because I don't know okay. if I want to. Yeah, no, we can. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I've got, I've got a reader submission. Okay. Sounds here. Good. Um, Before I read it, too, I wanted to... um. If you guys are going to send in reader submitted stories, we want you to. If you don't want us to say your name, say it. Can you right preface away. it at the beginning <laughs> of the email? Because there's been times where I'll like start recording end. and get to the end, and they're like, "Don't use my name," and I'm like, "Fuck!" Like I, I already just said read it. Eight it. Times. I said it eight times. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> "Oh wow, Ashley, that's crazy!" Like in the middle of the email. <laughs> So please, we want your emails. Just preface it at the beginning if you don't want us to use your name. Okay, so this girl, I I read the email. She doesn't care if we use her name or not. So hi, Marie. I would, and this is, she sent this to me while I was on hiatus. So hi, Marie and Nicolina. I would like to first, I would first like to start off this email by saying I love your podcast. I recently discovered it. I've been binge listening to it during work. I grew up in a very, very small town in central Illinois. Why is this? What? We just read a story from Illinois. Yeah, we did. Named Herrick. Legit small. Our population is 460. Oh, so it's like Tobermory. Like when my ex lived in Tobermory, the population was 500. 500 in, I think it was 500 when when it's not in the summer. In the summer, everybody goes out to their cottage and it's like booming. Okay, sure. Um, Okay, so here's my short story. My older brother and I are extremely close for our six-year age difference. 
I'm also very close with his wife. When they got married, I would frequently visit them at their 40-acre farm, usually later at night, and we would sit around and talk until midnight or after. One particular night, it was pitch black out, so no stars in the sky when I went to leave around 1 a.m. Also, there are no lights out there in the country, so you can't see anything except for what's right in front of you. I walked out of their garage onto the driveway to get in my truck to leave. I instantly felt weird. After I opened my door and slid into my seat, I suddenly felt this rush of energy come up on my left side where the door was open. I turned and fully expected someone to be standing there or their dog trying to get into the truck. Their dog was in the garage. I looked up to see the dog with his paws on the window and their garage door. He was looking at me like he could see someone else there with me. I couldn't shake the weird feeling I had. I drove home as fast as I could. Nothing like that has ever happened to me out there since. Very odd. Also, please look up Williamsburg Hill and Ridge Cemetery in Shelby County, Illinois. It is also known as Will Hill. It is a creepy cemetery near where I live that is haunted and devil worshippers have been seen there. Oh my God, we'll read that on the next one. The hill is one windy road covered by trees and all dense wooded area. The people who live near the hill are all very odd and somewhat reclusive and others think that their personalities are affected by what's going on in the area. Yeah, there was an old teepee that a man had a ledger in that he wanted people to sign to sign his name in because he was writing a book. Oh, like he wanted them to sign their own names. Yeah, yeah. Because he was writing a book, in quotes. Many people think it was a trap. Near the teepee is an old rundown RV that no one lives in, and people have claimed to see faces in the windows as they drive by at night. How am I going to fucking sleep tonight? I don't know. We're going to have to, like, watch something funny. Yeah, we got to watch something. We'll watch, like, one episode of Seinfeld. And yeah, then the office home. or something. Yeah. The old cemetery has several legends which have been proven true. If you count a row of headstones to the left and then back to the right, you will come up with one number short. That's interesting to me. Like I want to, yeah. There's a bench that if you sit on, a ghost girl will either appear next to you on the bench or in the woods behind you. Just casual. Cash. Casual ghost girl. Just, hey, what's up? It's me, ghosty. There have been mutilated animals found in the area. Hey, don't tell me that. That's upsetting. Back in the 80s, high school kids would get drunk and go up there to climb the antenna towers. Naturally. Obviously. Didn't you guys ever do that? Climb antenna towers? Wow, drunk and survive. Yeah, you know, back in my high school days, we would just grab a fucking, grab a two for a beer. Two for a beer. beer. Head on down with my Mickey of vodka. To the devil's punch bowl. To the fucking, and a Vex cooler. To the devil's punch bowl. Just a single Vex Just one Vex cooler. I think I've done that multiple times. And I'd get a fucking wine cooler from my mom's fridge. Yeah, I'd suck it back real quick. (laughs) Like, so gross. Uh, And then I'd go to City Rags and buy my jeans at the mall. (laughs) I'd go to Byway. I'm the Byway baby. I loved my way. Uh, okay. I go to Steel City Video and rant out the <laughs> Just up and down the aisles. Tearing down the fucking... I go in that little curtained area that's an adults only. <laughs> oh, man. I never did that. I never but... did it. But people did. Uh, oh, yeah. Doi. Uh, okay. Ba-ba-da-ba. My best friend's mom went up there with a car full of friends and they stumbled upon a group of people in hooded black robes. Stop. Stop it. 
who ran up to the car and started fl- flickering lighters. Excuse me, flickering lighters at Get them. Get a hobby, yo. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. Your roommate's asleep. It's 1 a.m. It's Friday night. Yeah. It's Friday night. I'm feeling all right. Uh, it's Friday night and I'm alive, baby. Um, did you ever hear that story when we went to the Hermitage and me and Stacy saw people in like white robes with orange reflective belts? No. And we went to the Hermitage, everybody, which is like this haunted place in a forest type thing where yeah. we live. And um, everybody went except me and Stacy because we were too scared and we stayed in the car. Yeah. And we saw these people like walking through the woods in like white hooded robes with neon orange belts on. And it was like they were in a cult. Cult, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And my brother. They didn't want to lose each other. Right. With their orange belts. No, we need our reflective. They need their reflective. They're actually just night runners. They're just like, <laughs> yeah. Training They're for a marathon. Just the training. The just us. Nice. Yeah. yeah. These, just these us. are just weighted robes. <laughs> <laughs> my brother's friend too I think he told me this to just scare me but one of my brother's friends who I had like a huge crush on he was probably like stop staring at me weird girl yeah and was like he told me that do I know this person I don't know I'm not saying it's not gonna yeah, be I, know. Like, I think I know who it is. The, oh yeah yeah <laughs> I love yeah. That. He's so hot. Oh, we'll talk about that later. Um, he you can haunt me any day. No, he no. Don't <laughs> no. do it. No. Don't do it. Um, oh there was. He said that they found cats hanging from the trees. Okay, well, and I was like, I've lost, I don't he's lost believe my you. I don't believe that. it. Okay. Also, there's a ghost cop who will chase you after you go across the bridge doing more than sixty five. I have friends who've been chased by the ghost cop for miles. It also makes me uneasy even to drive through the area at night. There are many, many articles about it. If you Google it, I do have to Google it now. Sorry, this email is so long. I hope this gives you good podcast material. Love the podcast and you. Keep up the good work and stay spooky. My little angel. Sweet angel baby. Sweet baby. Uh, who are you? <laughs> who are you? Katie's mom singing soulfully in the washroom. Yeah. Um, that's it. Uh, a couple things that I should have probably mentioned at the beginning was our Patreon. We should always probably start with that, but we have a Patreon now. You guys can donate to us so that we can afford to put these up because it actually costs money. So it's weird how it works. Like there's only so many episodes for free and then you can keep posting them for free, yeah, yeah. but it'll, it'll be like, you can only post four. Bullshit. So then like the fourth one will get pushed down to make room for the new one. And then that one's not available got to listen it, to got anymore. It, got it, got it. So if you guys want to donate to us so that we can pay to I don't know all this. of our, well, it's fine. Um, I never mentioned it to you before. And this, this is, is the true. first time you've ever done this. Yeah. Um, if you guys want to donate, then you guys can listen to all of our episodes because I've got some good ones in my uh, files. Right. And what about Spotify? How does that work? Spotify, we have to don't know yet. set that up. I haven't done it. I By the time this airs, it'll probably yeah, be up yeah. there. But just I'm just search paranormal. The between that oh, it's like, the same. Oh, it's the same. It's okay. the same, yeah. Um, 
And yeah, so you can donate on our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash paranormal pod. And you can follow us on Instagram at paranormal pod. Or me. And if at you Nicolina Savelli. Exactly. No underscore. No underscore. It's exactly no underscore. how it sounds. <laughs> exactly. Somebody asked me if you just go to fucking paranormal pod yeah. on Instagram in the bio, we have our personal Instagrams there if you want to follow us as well. But What's somebody, oh, my friend Chad, he, uh, mm. I, I was telling him that you were the co-host and he was like, oh, what does she look like? I don't remember. So I was like, oh, look her up on Instagram. Like she's easy to find. It's Nicolina Savelli <laughs> and it's exactly how it sounds. Yeah. He's like, I can't find her. can't find her. I'm like, give me your phone. He's typing it N-I-C-H-O. I was like, first of all, you're Perhaps a dumbass. You're Second of all. <laughs> uh, it's not Nicholas, okay? I mean, if you put K instead of C, I could, it would be forgiven. And my other friend had one of the fucking Michalina's jokes. I was like, she's never heard that. We've never heard that before. Life ruiner, those fucking Michalinas. We've got like eight of them in my fridge. They taste like shit. <laughs> Truly. Truly. Truly, honestly. But that's showbiz, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Got it in there. All right. We should go watch Seinfeld and calm down. Yeah. Okay, well, thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you guys in a couple weeks and stay spooky. Goodbye.